0: This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast. Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed Anniversary Blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand-roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed, and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unboxed Edition tastes any better than the normal Anniversary Blend, That is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. What's up? And Gabriel Brangers. Hello. It is a rainy day here in Kentucky, where we are headquartered. And it, uh, I don't know about you guys, but it just makes it makes me a little bit, uh, what's the word? Um, sleepy? Sleepy. Lethargic. <laughs> Lethargic. All it's been that words. way for the last few days, too. Yeah. So Kentucky weather is uh, sometimes the worst. Uh we We have all four seasons here,, uh, which is interesting. It's fun. I mean, you get you get to experience hundred degree heat, but then, I mean, Couple, cold. Yeah, I mean, like it, it was down below zero multiple times, like what back in like 2014 or 15 or something. It was like, yeah, I mean, heck, it was in the teens just this week. Yeah. Earlier this week. Right. So. Yeah. So we, we right.
1: Went in the 50s the day before. So, yeah. Sometimes you get to experience <laughs> I saw, all
0: the seasons I at saw, once. I yeah. saw this really, really amazing meme that was like <laughs> Kentucky weather looks like a lottery. Yes. <laughs> I saw that the other day. Like
2: another <laughs> Na- Nature be throwing out lottery numbers. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's uh, kind of right, actually. Because it's going to get up uh, high forties today. I'm like, yeah. It was literally so cold that, like, this I morning, hated everything. <laughs> a couple days ago, yeah. uh, it's weird.
0: Yeah, so, so we're trying we to are. we're trying to get things into gear here, I'm trying to get hyped up for some awesome Chrome OS news to bring it to you guys in in the Chromecast because Chrome the Chromecast is tight. <laughs> Yeah, we've been watching a
2: lot of Screen Rant uh, pitch meetings. If yeah. you've not checked these out. What's just, that dude's name? Uh, Ryan George. Yeah, because you, you found
0: that one skit so, we watched yesterday was on his yeah, personal Yeah, so he's channel. got a personal
2: YouTube channel, but he also does videos. I don't what's know his, if he's employed what's his, by or he just contracted with no. Screen Rant. What's, uh, his, what's his personal s- subscriber count? Uh, like 380. Yeah, 000. I was gonna say he's got to have a lot because his got a stuff pretty good, is legit. I thought you were gonna say 380. I'm
1: like, no, that doesn't sound no, right. <laughs> uh,
2: but his the video apparently he's done like 160 of these pitch meetings. Uh, just the
1: idea all on screen rant so or on said? his personal? No, no, on that's right, okay. the
2: hundredth one was the pitch meeting for uh, pitch himself. meetings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole idea it's him talking to himself, dressed yeah, yeah, different yeah. on either side, and it flips back and forth, and uh super yeah. easy, yeah.
0: barely an inconvenience. Yeah, he
2: basically right. breaks down every movie and completely <laughs> points out all of the plotline flaws. Well, so I'll, if you have a movie you of, love that you think yeah, is perfect, just go don't watch, this, watch the yeah. Screen Rant. Yeah, because he's got the fuel of Screen Rant, so you've got all these people Inception? that really, I think so, uh, people that break down movies already for finding plot holes and stuff, and he just kind of exploits that. And so he, even if it's a movie you like, it's still fun to watch. Oh, it's he, hilarious. He points out so many things you're like, oh.
0: Well, well y- crap! I y- didn't. Re- yeah, that is dumb. It is stupid y- that he y- would do you that. You and I were talking about this yesterday, but it's like uh, I-, I watch movies a lot of the time. I- it's like one of two things: I'm either watching it and looking at all the camera shots and obsessing over that, and not really actually watching the movie, or I just get completely sucked into the movie and I don't pay attention to like any of the maybe obvious plot holes and yeah, i'm just like this is fun 100 i like setting. this yeah that's, that's
2: what i do for movies <laughs> this all is movies. enjoyable i will sit back and just blissfully watch right. in ignorance yeah. and let the movie just i just interact with it and when yeah. we're done we're done yeah. i don't i don't think very hard about movies and so when i when there's one that bothers me because it was so poorly put together it means it was terribly it was, put together because i noticed it because i don't notice stuff like that much at all,
0: yeah. Spoiler alert: the the last uh, Star Wars, uh, the last like Star Jedi. Wars movie, not the last Jedi, but the no. last Star Wars movie. I walked out and I was like, Ooh, "Rise of Skywalker." That was that felt really poorly done. And uh, yeah, what it, what has been like the what, what's been the like l- kind of now that it's been out for a while. Like what has been the, the overall response? Like I know right at first not good. lowest, lowest score on rotten tomatoes of any star Wars. Movie. What's it, what's the pricing or like, what's their revenue been? Like? I mean, they may probably
2: been not good, right? They made, no, they, they still killed it. Um, but it dropped off, um, like compared to the week over week. So between opening weekend and the second week, I can't remember. I think it's a hundred million dollar. I don't remember. I don't, I look at this stuff and kind of see it and move on, but, uh, there's only a handful of movies that have dropped that drastically uh, week over week. It's a small club, <laughs> yeah. and so it, yeah. it got put into yeah. that. Wow! I think it was a hundred million dollar losers club or something like this. What they called it? The <laughs> yeah. article. I can't remember oh, the number, funny. but but it's still.
0: I mean, heck. Um, yeah. All so. of all of that to say, go go check out Screen Rant. It's really funny. Yes. It's super tight. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he has a couple of catchphrases. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. producer, as he's being pitched the the thing from the screenwriter, like he'll they'll say something, you know, like yeah, and then it's going to be you know flying monkeys, and he's like yeah, flying monkeys are tight. <laughs> so he says tight all the time. He says yeah, 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 yeah. And wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow. And, and then, then he. That's
1: going to be tough, right? What's yeah, that? That's going to be tough. No, like, no, no. Oh, it to
2: be super easy, barely an inconvenience. There you go. Yeah. Every single time. So fantastic. They're, they're pretty funny. And so we're yeah. saying that. There you the go. Office. So that, that's, and we're mind. using memes of it in our chat. It's really yeah. fun
1: to watch the ones that are of a movie that you already think is bad. So yeah. Oh, yeah. the older Spider-Man like,
2: man movie ones were
1: hilarious. Oh dude, I watched, They're so campy. So I was
2: showing one to my wife and I was like, let me, what she doesn't watch a ton of movies. She's not super into watching movies, but, um, Frozen 2, we took the kids to. And so I was like, here, you can watch this one and f- kind of follow it like the plot will make sense and the holes that they point out will make sense. And she fell asleep about halfway through it. Hmm. We, were, we were laying in bed and I looked over and she you're
0: is. Like, you're like, watch oh, this, babe. Isn't this awesome? This is hilarious. She should this great? watch this. Oh. She's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All righty. Well, let, let's, uh, th- there's your little, uh, off, off subject, uh, little, uh, our, our, our rant for the, for the week. So, there you go. uh, we're going to, we're going to dig into some criminal s news. Um, in the first of which is uh, the, uh, what's what's the actual name of this show? B-E-T-T, the, is it British Education? It doesn't stand for anything anymore. Oh, really? Yes,
1: <laughs> it, it, that, it used to awesome. stand what? for.
0: It's just, you know, it's just BET? Yeah, they just.
1: They just they're they just like, just, that's just what it is.
0: They just, just, just stand did away
1: with the abbreviation and it's. So it used to be
0: British
2: <laughs> Educational Training and Technology. Oh, right? that's
1: funny. So All right. it's, it's probably the biggest global technology and education show, I think
2: it uh, does an annual trade show and uh, that that wikipedia entry doesn't help but it yeah, does say it's formally formally known as uh british yeah,
1: education yeah formally, known british, formally known as yes That's so so
0: this is a this is a big show um yeah. and uh y- you know we 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 got our hands on uh, let's let's go and just talk about the acer uh we got our hands on the Acer back at CES, and we're able to get some footage and do some hands-on video, and uh, but we couldn't talk about it because it was under embargo. Yes. So we we had to hold on to that, and then because uh, they told us they were going to announce at uh, BETT, so kind of insider thing that that happens not all the time, but uh, embargoed information is something that news outlets, especially tech, uh, when there's product announcements, um, these 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 companies will send out these you know, embargoed press releases and say, hey, here's this coming. Go ahead and familiarize yourself. Um, Get any materials, you know, articles or video or whatever you want together. So that way, whenever that embargo lifts, boom, there you go. And you, you, you see this a lot with these really big youtubers who uh will put out a video the day something you know oh, yeah. the new it's, iphone is announced and boom it's, they it's have a the video reason out. everyone puts you know, their videos they at call the same it, time they call it also. briefing you know you get you you got a brief on it and so um so we kind of got a little we kind of got a little brief on this uh while we were at cs and this device uh i um i stood on top of it two feet yep. and put I mean, all of my weight on it. Like I wasn't yeah. holding on to anything. I literally stepped onto the top of the Chromebook. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a husky, 152 pounds right now. Husky, <laughs> <And> he's wiry, <wavy. laughs> medium husky. Hey, hey, Buck fifty, soaking wet, man. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> Going to the gym and eating as many calories as possible. And uh, so I st- stood on top of this Chromebook, and uh, uh, the, the gentleman there that, who was, who was giving us. Uh, uh, the run-through literally picked it up off the ground. Oh, by the way, if you watch the video, he grabs it from the, <laughs> from oh, yeah. the, just from the screen, just snatches it up, and uh, no damage to the screen whatsoever. Everything still worked perfectly fine. There was no, you know, little cracks along the edge or anything. Uh, and then we had a, we had another uh, um, test with this device that, that you uh, got to do. And yeah, I,
2: super cringy. And big shout-out to Acer for, um, you know, it... it we got the impression that the gentleman that brought the Chromebook in, he was, uh, been a lead on the Chrome OS side of things for Acer since the beginning. And he's been around for all of their Chromebooks in general, but, uh, he put a lot of time and effort into the engineering of this particular one. And you can tell and we got the impression that he showed up at that meeting to show us that Chromebook. They brought it for us to look at. And then he left like, <laughs> and to go off to do whatever it was he, else he was doing. So, Uh, I was really kind of humbled by the fact that they kind of went out of their way in order to, uh, let us have some time on, uh, hands on time with that. And that's the, why we have really the only real hands on of this device on the internet right now. But, uh, yeah, the second test we got to do with it was, uh, yeah, a terrible feeling, honestly. I don't it looked I'm glad bad. it does it, it but looked, I it, it hated didn't even doing it.
0: I didn't even like filming it.
2: No, I didn't even like holding it. it, but he, was, uh, he bad. encouraged us to pick the device up from the top corner of the screen and hold it parallel to the ground and watch the entire screen bend and flex as under the weight of the Chromebook to show us that, you know, they've engineered this thing with hinges that go all the way up the sides and it can withstand being not just picked up from the screen off the table, but he, he showed us with the Chromebook and it was just like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this with this thing. But like he picked it up and said, we went and observed in the classroom the behaviors of students, and this is one thing they'll do. They'll snatch it up by the screen, carry it down by their side, you know, pinching just the top corner, and then walk up to the teacher extending their arm out holding the screen as if you were holding a piece of paper like here's my assignment see it which by the way
0: if you have kids uh,
2: tell please, them not to please do teach that. them to not do that like i don't care if the <laughs> if chromebook you, can stand yeah, it like that you still shouldn't right it's yeah. like well you mean can, i can flip this table over right now if i want to <laughs> but I, I choose not to so let's you know let's also educate our kids at home not to do you know stuff like that um they also engineered the keys in such a way that, you know, he encouraged us to find stuff and, like, pick the keys off. Go ahead and try. and Because apparently that's a thing. Uh, kids in classrooms pick them off, and then they'll spell stuff on the keyboards and stuff. They'll rearrange it. But. <laughs> right. I bet you it gets a little nastier than that, if I'm guessing. Um, if you're going to go to the trouble of picking the keys off,
0: I mean, do something better. But. Um, do you all remember the little calculator things you could do to spell things? That was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Tight. Tight. TI-82s are tight. Um, And so uh, we we tried our best to pick the keys off, and there's some sort of voodoo magic in the way they've got those anchored. Like, you just... Somehow any pressure from the sides also like collapse the key. And so there's no way to really get up underneath of them.
0: Well, like I got, I got some footage of you picking at them, yeah. but, and it, and but it, that it, wasn't even like great footage. I mean, whenever we were in there in the room doing the demo, like you were like getting the nail trying. up I, under I, it as I, honestly as you could.
2: I wanted to try to pick one off yeah. um, just because, you know, you're going to challenge me. Like if yeah. you're just like, Hey, here's this feature. I'm not going to be a jerk like that. But he was like, here, try, like, go for yeah. it. Just like Joe standing on it, like we were kind of like, really? I put, okay,
0: I put like one foot on it and like kind of leaned on it. At first. He was like, "No, man, I go. was like, "If I you hear it crack, I'm, I'm like, th- they said this is the only one yeah, they had. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> they didn't bring like a fleet of these. They had one. He was like, at CES. He was like, "This is the one. So if you break it, which I don't know, I'm, I'm you know, it seems like they didn't show it to anyone else. But even if they like needed to, or if like someone needed it for something else, right? I would have felt really bad if I Sorry. stood on it and broke it." <laughs>
2: Um, additionally, it can withstand not just 30 milliliters like most can of water on the keyboard. It can withstand 330 milliliters, which is the equivalent of 11 ounces of water. So an entire glass of water could be spilled on the keyboard. Like, who does that? I mean, you would have to be purposely pouring it on the keyboard to get all of that liquid onto it at one time. But it's it's rated to, to handle that. The trackpad's moisture resistant. The uh, The whole thing is mill uh, standard 810G, which is like 48 hours of dust and humidity and all kinds of other garbage, temperature fluctuations and right. stuff that it has to be succumbed to for 48 straight hours. And then they pull it out of the box and make sure it works and always still works. Like this thing is engineered to absolutely take a beating. And really, the the baseline price isn't that high or that much more than other edu chromebooks that have come out over the last few years it's not like oh you know we've we've built in some extra engineering to make this thing last so we're going to charge an extra right. 75 or 100 dollars for it not not really i mean it starts at 329 so i mean that's that's not odd for an education chromebook oh and it comes with uh comet lake chips too i mean that entry level is probably the Celeron. Yeah, which I is know. going to be the slower version. But honestly, Celeron, the the Celerons that fall in the Core i line. So, like when we're talking about Comet Lake chips, Celerons and Pentiums can be. Um, you can have the ones that are more mobile. So, like Gemini Lake Celerons are not the same as Comet Lake Celerons. No, because these are Celeron
1: used that you find in like entry level Chromeboxes, yeah, right. which are
2: pretty decent. Plenty powerful i mean i mean they're a step down from an i3 but not a massive step no, it's not, not like all. oh you know this is going to cut your performance in half it's still going to be pretty nice and we haven't messed with a 10th gen comet lake yet uh, uh celeron or penium but i can tell you from previous knowledge of celerons in whatever core i family they're not with chromebooks at least they're not this huge step backwards in performance so you're talking about a decent performing chromebook with externals that are more rugged than anything we've ever seen for a price that's pretty reasonable i mean comparatively to other excuse me other education chromebooks so um i don't know i I think i think they've put together a super compelling package and and i
1: think that's the thing is that this kind of creates an entirely new package for for education because you're talking about a device that's more rugged than the average because I've had some rugged Chromebooks around my house and they do hold up okay, but my kids have broken a couple as well. Uh, You're talking more rugged, comparably priced, competitively priced, significantly more powerful chips depending on which one you get, and now the eight years of updates, which we'll talk about more of that in a minute, but you're talking about a device that's going to save a school a lot of money over over a long period of time. Yeah,
2: over the course of its life, I mean used to uh auto update policies or i think they started at three and a half years mm-hmm. back in the day and then they extended them to five i think was the next step and so you know most education chromebooks are always behind the curve a little bit so even if that baseboard has a aue of six years most schools aren't going to get it have it in their possession and distribute it to their kids until like a year into the life of that baseboard at least so you're talking five years four and a half years maybe. And then now you move forward and we've got eight-year updates. Chromebooks are almost going to have to be built this way. So if schools are going to say, hey, I'm going to spend $330, they're not going to spend that. They're going to spend maybe $200 or 250 or whatever per Chromebook when they buy in bulk. We're going to spend this much money on this Chromebook. Well, it might cost a little bit more up front, like at initial purchase. But as long as this Chromebook can last, as long as it can survive, eight years in the classroom is a long time performance isn't going to be an issue because Chromebooks get a little bit faster as time goes by and as we've seen these 10th 10th la- generation comet lake chips are going to be fine um uh, probably more than fine for education i yeah. would say And so performance isn't going to be an issue. As long as these Chromebooks can physically stand up to the rigors of the classroom for eight years, now all of a sudden you've spent 200 to $300 on something that lasts eight years instead of 200 to $300 on something that's going to have to be replaced in five years or four and a half years. And so, I mean, it doesn't take much math to figure out how much money they're going to save by doing this. And so I think Acer is creating a, 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 Separation here. They're not going to be the only ones with this new auto-update policy, obviously. Right. No, but No, not at all. When you think about as a, as a if if you're going to purchase Chromebooks in bulk for students in the classroom, and you're looking at devices, and you're going, okay, this you know one device over here is rugged and it's ruggedized and has some certain things, but it's not nearly as well manufactured, obviously, as this Acer. They haven't tested it as much. They haven't spent as much thought with the engineering process for it. Well, I can save 20 bucks a, a unit over here, but I'm probably going to have to replace them in four or five years mm-hmm. because that's kind of what the... Education Chromebooks have been built for that kind of cycle. And so now this one feels like it is built to take advantage of the eight-year update policy. And so I think everyone else is going to have to follow suit do you, eventually. Do you,
0: do you think that was like just a coincidence and a happy accident? Or do you think no. Acer knew, hey, this auto-update policy is getting extended. We need to create a device that's now going to last longer. I think,
2: I think they knew. I mean, it seems that would be really coincidental yeah. but the thing is i even though there there are other education chromebooks that have been announced i mean nothing to this extent no, right like not even close. that that has all that can mm-hmm. say all of these things yeah, if I mean, they hp they would all say hp
1: saying like one of theirs is the thinnest edu ever and it's got they have these full skirted keys but it looks like acer kind of has that too i mean you can right. get under the key on that right. thing yeah. so and they're only splash resistant and right. they're not offering the processors that acer's offering so, so uh, there's nothing out there no, like one, this. no one else is
2: holding their chromebook by the top <laughs> of the screen Gosh, and that was awful Yeah, but uh, did, like it's it's
0: engineering is is it's wild impressive yeah. did hp announce four devices yeah so four and, and what, So what are, what are those? Let's pull those up real quick and, and talk through those. Uh, just
2: Gabe wrote that one up, so I'll let him run with that. The um, so
1: yeah, uh, it's honestly it's I don't want to say it's not exciting because it's more Chromebooks and that is exciting, but they're they're pretty run of the mill. They're just the next evolution of the Chromebooks that HP already had. Uh, So they're the G8s, uh, Generation 8 of their EE. So you have a couple 11.6-inch clamshells, uh, Convertible X360, and then a 14-inch clamshell, which is kind of more towards higher education and teachers. Uh, But they've thrown in old Gemini Lake processors, new Gemini Lake processors, and then they have some AMD processors in there as well. But they're the same AMDs we saw
0: in last year's devices. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and obviously these are are all of them ruggedized or They are to a degree. The
1: 14 inch one isn't like crazy mill spec or anything, but it is uh, like reinforced and then they have reinforced ports spill resistant. The convertible one obviously has mm-hmm. bumpers around it. And uh, I think they all have the full skirted keys which keep them from being picked off. Uh, but it doesn't look like it's anything like majorly improved from their last generation devices. So you can expect pretty much standard fare of what you see in schools right now. Uh,
0: so. Yeah. Here's, here's a, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I want to, I want to get an Acer 712. I, I, I want to, we can either just buy one or, or maybe if Acer wants to uh, give us one to do this, I want to get one in the office and just like push it to the absolute. Limit. Oh yeah! Like, like what does it take try to, to break actually it? break this thing? I wonder. I bet you you know? Acer would get us
2: one. That would be really with fun. that intention. Yeah, and I'm like, talking. Like, I would think so. I'm yeah. talking
0: like MythBusters myth style video. Yeah. Like, see
2: what what we can put it through before we yeah. finally crack it. Yeah, um, it'd be fun to do some slow mo yeah. video. Yeah, and, you know because they they also talked about how drop tests resisted. Yeah. I mean four foot drops. and They said they dropped it from every conceivable angle open closed crazy. you know all that kind of stuff and so i mean it's it stands up to all of it and i don't know it would be fun to to have yeah. one in the office with that <laughs> intent in mind right. you know like
0: we're not just gonna this isn't just like a review no you know this is a full-on well, like, like we could do our review first yeah yeah, yeah. And, but then, then and then after that try to destroy it yeah <laughs> within reason like, right you know, like what, like, I don't what think, would actually happen within
2: right running it over with a car like is not in the in the realm well of, i could see a maybe. kid
0: <laughs> i could see it getting maybe set on top like they set it on top of the car car pulls out off. falls off and, and then, then gets hit by a car and Then, then it gets hit by a yeah. semi <laughs> and then a cement truck comes yeah <laughs> yeah
2: that could happen totally something like totally reasonable like that and you know? if they didn't build it to withstand that well right you know it's gonna right. break right <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um but I think if, if we, it, yeah. yeah, well, we'll talk we'll to them, see, we'll see, see, what, we, see can what we can get our hands we on. We have a
0: good, we have a good relationship with them. So we'll see if, if we can, if we can talk them into this. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this, uh, uh, auto update, um, stuff. So, so you, if you've been listening here, you've probably heard us say a U uh, E, that is the auto update expiration for Chromebooks and, uh, Gabe wrote an article this week that uh, that kind of kind of blew up. Uh, there's a lot of people that are interested in this, and there's a lot of questions going around on the internet. So we want to we want to talk talk a little bit about what it is, what, what sort of implications it has, you know? Because I, I I saw a couple headlines that were like, "No, not all Chromebooks are going to get eight years now," and no. so there was just maybe a some people uh, may not know exactly what it means. So what 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 happened and and what does it mean exactly?
1: Yeah, so and Google didn't immediately clarify this. Uh, it, it was kind of it was kind of vague to be honest with you. So and you're
0: telling me they googled the announcement? Yeah, pretty yeah. They googled yeah. it up. Yeah, and they they, they made a
1: few announcements at uh BETT and um, a lot of them, a lot of it's good stuff. They've updated the the Chromebook Classroom app and different things, whatever. But this, they just kind of threw it out there, and then no no clarification. They didn't expound on it. So now everyone and their brothers thinking, oh, I've got a Pixel Book. It's going to get eight years of updates. No, that is not true. It is going to be eight years for new devices, and that does not mean every device because. Take these HPs, for example. Some of these HP devices that they announced at BETT have last-generation Gemini Lake. So there's two right. Gemini Lake chips right now. There's Gemini Lake, and then there's Gemini Lake R, which are they're coming out. CTL's got some um, HP, and we'll see more coming from other people. The last Gemini Lake, which is the one that came out last year, there's still a lot of devices coming out with that chipset in it. It's a good chipset. It blows Apollo Lake out of the water. And I'm sure they're going to milk it for what it's worth, and and use them until Intel doesn't have them anymore. Those have whatever their whatever their auto update policy is. That's what they've got six and a half years, I think.
2: Yeah, from the beginning of the base, the beginning
1: of the platform, and that's what Google has never really clarified is that the eight years is going to be from the release of that platform.
2: So you have devices they're, like they're actually going a little above and beyond because they're yeah. saying June Yeah, 20, so it's like eight and a half. So. Yeah. so they're they're kind of compensating for the fact that these new platforms haven't even launched yet. Right. And will probably by the begin by by June, we'll probably see most of Right. But for the big example,
1: ones. the Asus C four thirty six and the Samsung Galaxy are both built off the same platform. Correct. Therefore they will have either the same or within a couple of months of each other a E U date. Now, come December, when Lenovo, HP, whoever right. launches another device that's built off of that same platform, it's
2: not going to be eight months
1: or eight years from December. It's going to be right. eight years from.
2: Yeah. The so these are all estate. platform. It's all platform based, and so again, with the HPs that were launched, for instance, at this event where Google's talking about A U E being eight years. Remember, like, some of those HPs have the A4 and A6 AMD processors in it, right. which is a platform from last year, like, early last year. Yeah, so it's already eaten year. into, yeah. you know, likely a year and a half of that, uh, a year to a year and a half of that uh, uh, lifespan of those devices. And so it, it, it gets a little bit confusing. And to Google's credit, like, you have to understand, like, what they're agreeing to basically is to continue updating each of these individual devices on a device by device basis. It wasn't a big deal when there were seven Chromebooks available, but now that there's, I don't know how I many. So many. We'll Chrome have eighty Chromebooks released this year, probably. Right, and so like the reality of thinking that they're going to keep up with those six week updates forever is just ignorant to think that 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 they could do that. Um, Just because an old aging Windows laptop still gets updates. I mean, even Windows stopped updating Windows 7 like they said goodbye to it. You know, it's old. I mean, it's like 10 years old or 12 or however old Windows 7 is, maybe even older than that. Um, But my point is like Google can only continue updating all of these devices for so long. Think about your phone. How long do phones generally get updates? Two years right that's most android Max phones are android two years. phones yeah um apple phones no i think they're still updating like back to the six or something at this point so apple is a little different with you know they release one phone a year yeah. runs one operating system made by one company like that's a different kind of thing so but apple even cuts it off at i think four or five years yeah. or something like that so google saying hey six and a half years for everything that's been released in the last year and a half two years or something so i mean that's a realistic time frame to have to keep updating everything for older hardware, older kernels that run on yep. it. I mean, you got to think as things progress, it's hard. If you want your operating system to stay fresh, stay, stay fast, and stay moving forward, you have to let go of devices that could be potentially holding it back. Like right. if They have to and keep features in place for some old crusty Chromebook. All the people that are buying new Chromebooks don't—they want to move forward, right? They and that's to, like, another co- good point things.
1: because all of these new Chromebooks that are on uh, what are we on now? Comet Lake, yeah, Comet yep. Lake, and anything that comes after that, Tiger Lake, Jasper Lake, all that stuff—they're going to be on the latest stable Linux kernel, which is yeah. 5.4, five point four five—it's five point something. The last generation in Chromebooks just now got on like. or 4.19. Yeah, they're they're 4.19 or something like that. So you're talking about the work that's involved to bring those to current if you wanted to give them eight years of life. So I think that's why Google's gonna say, hey, here's the cutoff point. Anything after this, then we'll we'll do the eight years. But prior to that, we'll just, we'll do what we can. And if hardware manufacturers wanna put in the work, they can, because we've had devices that have Mm -hmm. had their life extended, but I just don't think you're gonna get eight years. And the unfortunate part about this is until manufacturers start clearly labeling that in product descriptions on packages, things like that. It's going to be a buyer beware situation. Perfect example of that. Acer's, uh, Chromebook 14, one of my favorite devices ever. It's, it's almost dead. I mean, well, it's mm-hmm. probably got a year left, maybe. Yeah, because
2: it's the old, old AUE, Yeah, I think. well, so they've rebranded
1: years. it, and there's a couple other models out there from other manufacturers. They've rebranded it with an Atom X-something processor. Right. still the same processor. It is the same Braswell processor, essentially, that's in the old one. It has the same end-of-life, but somebody that goes on Amazon and sees brand new 2020 Acer yep. 14 with an Atom XC1200 processor, oh, this thing's brand new. They buy it, and guess what? In 2021 and a half, no it gets updates, updates no more.
0: So shame how can, on them how for can, doing that. Yeah, so how can buyers know? I mean, if someone's that example you just used... Without knowing all of this, well, there's how, a web
2: page that shows them. Clearly. Yeah, I mean, there's so multiple articles on our site. If they don't know to go look, then yeah, how if would you they
1: go know? look mm-hmm. and find the AUE page, or you can just Google "auto update policy Chromebook" and it'll take you to the web page. Most of the devices are on there. If you have a Chromebook and you're not sure, they've added it. Is it on the stable? Is it on stable? Yeah, yet? it's in. Yeah, it's right so, in the but, settings. But so, I but guess, you
2: have to get into the Chromebook yeah. for that, right? So, you like, have to right. own the Chromebook. It needs to be labeled, like right. especially for online outlets, like because, part yeah, of the feature set at the top. It just needs to be right. very clearly it's, labeled. It in ends here, here end for of Chromebook auto yeah. updates end this date
0: because, like, I, I guess someone who's looking at that listing twenty twenty Chromebook, you know, Atom X, whatever in the auto update policy, it's still going to show the 14 as yep. it's, it's going to show it. So you, you can still go look and find that, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation. Um, and, and it's just something unique to Chromebooks that, you know, you just kind of have to, uh, look into that. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's a weird People ask us online all the time. About it's this it's stuff, just a so. weird
2: thing we live in because you wouldn't expect to go buy a phone <clears throat> Like if I jumped on Amazon and bought a Galaxy S6, I'm just like, ah, I found one. It's new. It's still in the box. It's a mm, Galaxy it S6. sure is. But I, I'm i not going to expect to get updates. Is a general consumer going to expect to get updates? I, I don't know.
1: I would hope not. I mean, but, but they, they might.
2: I don't know.
0: And so how do you mitigate all that stuff? Eh, I don't know. So what happens, I don't know what happens when a Chromebook is uh, at its end of life? They explode. Yeah, blows I'm up. Just, I'm yeah.
2: joking. Uh, Goes up don't blow up. They no, self-destruct. Uh, yeah, it just it, it'll tell you when you log in each time that this Chromebook's not up to date and it's not going to get further updates and
0: but it'll stay it'll stay on whatever version it last had yeah. basically. But um, you're
2: you're missing um, like you don't miss um, you still get well, I don't know. Does verified boot still work if the newest image that it needs to check against is not what image is on your Chromebook. Hmm. I think that undermines a little bit of the, the, yeah, the uh, built-in security, technically, yeah. of a Chromebook. Yeah, um, I mean, in all honesty, if you have
1: a Chromebook that's AEU and it's got decent internals, either Linux it out or put Neverware on it. Uh, Neverware yes, I mean, is always a version or two behind, but it is constantly updating, and you do still get the verified boot and the security. You lose a couple of the features from Chrome OS. but Android. It's the Maybe. safest way, probably, to keep your Chromebook running. Yeah, in simple, I mean, the got, simplest way, too. I mean, with, if you've got an
2: old device, that's a that's a really great option for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I if, mean,
1: you got an old Acer that has, like, a Core i5 in it or something like that. Yeah. It's not
2: a bad device, but... You know, and if you're a little more tech-savvy, it's like getting Gallium or something on that. To, yeah, to Gallium's easy to install. Overriding, so. it's not that bad. There's yeah. a couple steps, but if you're not tech-savvy, it would look a little... crazy. You go to
1: Mr. Chromebox and probably
2: figure out how to put Windows on it if you wanted. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do that yeah. when i mean when, the easiest the easiest way for it if you just wanted to stay a chromebook is never where uh, yeah and, and let them and, install it basically the, that's chromium right. yeah os it's their version of chromium and it's OS. a free
0: uh, uh free download correct yeah yeah absolutely. for personal use for personal yeah it's all
2: free yeah. uh, for schools and stuff the whole idea behind their business plan is you know they sell this to schools that have aging windows laptops that may still be getting updates but windows is a slave to what Chrome OS is trying not to be a slave to. Right. Like you've got to keep support for all these old devices because they're not telling people that they can't use it anymore. And so because of that fact, they've got these windows updates and they've got this new stuff that's trying to do both new things and stay where it'll still work with all these old things. And that's why windows is the way it is. It's why updates yeah. take all day long. It's why, you know, anything but the best hardware, it doesn't feel very fast. And it doesn't take long. You go mess with a Windows machine after being on a I Chromebook literally. for a long time, and it's just like, I forgot. I just, yep, this yeah, is, I, this I, I is just, not fun.
0: I, I just had like a cold, chill re- <laughs> uh, shudder. Yeah, remembering that, uh, uh, that old Windows. Yeah, device Neverwhere's downstairs. awesome
1: product, product too. They emailed me actually this week because they're, they're always at B E T T. They set up because, and, and it's cool to see them because it's not like they're. They're anti-Google. They actually work hand-in-hand in in Google. Google's one of their biggest investors because they go out and they provide a service for schools that have machines that still work, but they're... At the end of life, so Google's not supporting them. Well, now you can keep reusing these devices, with Neverware,
0: yeah, Google can say, hey, "Hey, Google
1: allows them to put a Chrome Management License on Neverware's machines, so they they're legit and they they have a lot great support and they're they're a good company, a good product.
2: Yeah, it's simple to use too. Yeah, Um, I've messed with a little bit on Windows devices, Mm -hmm. Um, and ultimately, if you're just trying to keep your Chromebook a Chromebook, it's it's honestly a great way to go with it. I mean, there's not too many downsides. If you're really reliant on Android apps, obviously it it kind of throws a wrench in that, but most people honestly aren't at this point, aren't really reliant on Android apps. So,
0: so, so a lot of this extension of the, um, uh, end of life stuff. We, we had talked to, uh, gosh, this was a while ago about these kind of, uh, baseboards and, in these, uh, uh, kind of family of baseboards, you know, you end up getting the, the hatch baseboards and then there's spin-off devices that all come from that one baseboard. That work that, that um, you know, the Chrome OS team and and the manufacturers have been doing to, to build it out like that, is that partially the reason we're now getting this longer end of life? Because they can say, hey, rather than supporting one two three four devices we're now just supporting the one main yeah. baseboard variant and then it's going to update all of those
2: yeah so um in general if they can look at a baseboard like hatch and say here are the the base requirements here are the base things that 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 we have available um for for these devices they're gonna be small things that are different but the core parts of the baseboard, the core parts of the functionality of these devices will all work the same. Right. So they write one one set of code to do a certain thing. And they go, hey, we want to update the Bluetooth stack in this. And, you know, I am so hopeful that Bluetooth 5.0 <laughs> and these new Chromebooks well, are finally going to Bluetooth. put an end to the terrible Bluetooth of Chromebooks that has been going on for so long. But say they go, hey, there's a little problem. We want to update the Bluetooth stack. Well, by the time they get to that, say it's in in fall of this year, and all the main manufacturers have launched their Hatch-based Chromebook, and we have, say we have seven, eight flagship devices, and then, you know, four or five, like things like the Lenovo Flex 5 that we saw at CES that are not the huge flagship, big look at me devices, but are going to be great Chromebooks still based on Hatch. They're going, hey, we need to update the Bluetooth stack for... You know, like, We're really seeing a problem arise with the Galaxy Chromebook, and we think it probably will affect all these other things. They fix it on the level of the Hatch baseboard when it changes it for all of those devices because they all take that. They're all going to get tested with that. and And so because they're all based on that same centralized baseboard, it's like just small variations of one Chromebook, really, um, and again, I don't want to oversimplify this because we don't even fully understand everything that's going on. But this is something that has changed drastically since we started tracking Chromebook development. I mean, used to it was every baseboard was its own thing, right? And maybe there was one or two, maybe three devices that would come off of a baseboard, but it wasn't this unified build thing that we've we've seen start to happen. I mean, part of that change too happened. Remember, Flapjack was a thing, and a lot of people thought Flapjack was. Um, these MediaTek-based tablets that were going to be Google's next tablets, right. and it got sidelined. Flapjack's still being developed, but it got sidelined. Then they created Kukui as the Unibuild baseboard, and it was like a, a side project of Flapjack, and so they rearranged all this stuff so that Kukui became the main baseboard, and then they've pushed off all these other ones and they put flapjack kind of up underneath of it and they are developing all of them it's one board it's the same stuff like that the is it Le, was it lenovo that made the yeah edu tablet uh the 10e yeah yeah um it's it's a kukui tablet like it's the same baseboard so and we're going to see what, multiple what baseboard
0: is the is the um uh, the well I was gonna call it the ideapad duet but the Chromebook duet it's it's, Kukui. it's Kukui? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. yeah so
2: it's it's the first commercial cuckoo board and so we'll see multiple of them but yeah there'll be d- different screen resolutions and this one will come with a pen and this one doesn't have Poco pens and maybe there's a laptop and what it d- none of it matters I mean those are variations that they've made the Unibuild be able to handle the Unibuild you just say has keyboard you know one has keyboard zero has, you know, and they can just set these defaults for that particular variant, but it's clearly put together as a unibuild baseboard. And I think that all will have an effect on the way that they can easily update these things and manage this stuff moving forward. And part of the reason why I think, they're saying only the platforms that are launching this year. Like right. it finally feels like they've kind of got like NAMI was a good step. I think in the yeah. right direction of saying, Hey, we want to build one board and a bunch of devices off of it. Um, we saw that in late 2018 and all through 2019, all these NAMI board uh, Chromebooks just kept coming for a, a good year. I mean, yeah. stuff would just and show up. And they were up. some of the ones that,
1: that benefited from the extended AUE. Right. And, you know, they, they all got, got like updated. Six and
2: a half years. Yeah. So. And and some of those got extended out a little bit farther and, I think that's all, all of this is part of that ongoing plan. It's, it's this idea of, Hey, if we have a unified, uni, unified central hub basically where we can update that and it can affect all these other things. And then, then yeah, we can, we can extend support a little bit longer for these things because it's more realistic. Cause again, if you think about the release cycle of Chromebooks, if every year you're piling another 20, 30, 40 Chromebook models on top, if they were all different baseboards and all different models, how would you how would you even possibly keep up with that? And how could you promise consumers, hey, yeah, for eight years, we're definitely going to make sure that everything's working on that. No, you run into the same thing that Android runs into where phones drop, you know, update support because ultimately Google pushes that for, for Android. They push it back on the manufacturer. So Samsung, you want to update your stuff? Cool. You have everything from us you need. It's on you to do all that crap. And you see most most manufacturers choose not to they just after two years are like nope we're done and, you know we released two or three new phones since then we're not going to keep updating this Go old buy one. the new one and so chrome os is a little different because you have, have cracked
0: their screens by then anyway right. so
2: but, uh, chrome os is different because google has so much more control over the software part of it but yet manufacturers have a little bit to do with how they're going to implement the software on right. that baseboard. So. Google's got a little bit more control here, and, and so you're seeing that in these longer update policies because they can they can help manufacturers make sure that stuff's in line so that when the manufacturer gets the toolkit, basically, this here's a baseboard, here's what you got, choose the things you do want, choose the things you don't want, but in general, it's going to be based on this, and this is what's going to define how you make your device, and now that they're kind of in that cycle, I mean, I, I could see it end up getting to 10 years. And yeah. We've said that before. Oh, yeah. yeah, I
1: mean, we it's come really far, really fast. I think 10 years should I mean, gosh, and within, will become the standard. Within, within a, a couple point, years, I mean, yeah, gosh, I mean, it's the been progress they've made. Yeah.
2: But again, like I, I keep coming back to the Lenovo Flex 5 because I, I think devices like that are going to be uh, the big disruptors this year, um, more so than the Galaxy Chromebooks and the Flip 436s because they're going to have most of the big flagship Specs for, for about a half half the half price, or less. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Lenovo starts
1: under four hundred dollars. So.
2: But even bigger than that, it'll come in at say say even the Core i three is five hundred bucks. It's four ninety nine, and then it goes on sale every once in a while for four fifty or four twenty five. How would you possibly not buy that over any of the eighth gen devices on oh, the market? Yeah. You would oh, buy yeah. one hundred times out of one hundred. So what's that going to do to the price on the eighth gen devices mm-hmm. bring them down. they're all going to drop so those devices are going to have cuz if the price cap stays to where all we have are the samsungs and the asus flip 436s and they're $1000 devices well there's no incentive for the $4 and $500 right. guys to drop but stuff like the flex 5 yeah we were talking about that just,
1: this morning uh, every mo- every morning part of my routine is to check pixelbook prices because the Book's still an incredible chromebook and i would love to recommend that people buy it but I can't at nine hundred. Uh, it's eight hundred ninety-nine dollars at most places right now. It's a hundred dollars off. I can't do that. I can't say yes. Buy this for nine hundred bucks when the Galaxy Chromebooks come out in a couple of months.
2: And the flip four thirty six. But if the so Pixel book were know.
1: consistently six hundred ninety nine or five hundred ninety nine dollars, right. then I would have no problem saying yes, totally it's hundred percent worth it because it's a cost to value factor because well, it does it's not going to get eight years of updates, but on the
0: flip side, it's still one of the most premium beautiful devices ever made. Right. You know, well, so same thing happened with the slate whenever it went on sale mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving. You know, price dictates the, the the value of these things. I mean, sure. it's they're obviously great devices. Uh, a lot of them, uh, is particularly the slate, it's a, it's a great. I mean, just the engineering alone on that on that thing is is impressive. Uh, but at its regular MSRP, it's uh, you know. It's, it's a little little hair value yeah the value doesn't just <laughs> yeah. doesn't shake out yeah. as easily there yeah. yeah so uh folks we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with some more chrome os news this podcast is brought to you by nordvpn we recommend the service and we use nordvpn because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device whether you're using a chromebook an android device a mac an iphone or a windows device nordvpn is going to protect your browsing They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Speaking of auto updates and eight years of life for some devices, one of those is the Asus Chromebook Flip C436. Yay, Chromebook names. Yeah. So. Uh, sure.
2: Thank you, Samsung, for making a cool Chromebook yeah. name. Yeah. You and Galaxy. Google. Yeah, and HP, ones. you really need to jump on board with those
1: those education editions. Just are tight, let's just Ooh. tighten it up. Tight. <laughs> Galaxy names are tight. <laughs> They're like, it's AMD. Just throw an A on the end of the already long
0: uh, thing, and it's fine. Oof. Um so this was uh this was a device that was launched uh or announced at um CES 2020 and we got some hands on with it the what was the name of the white one Aero, <laughs> aero-gel. aerogel aerogel what the heck sounds weird sounds um, like a air product but it's kind of cool it's a, That's beautiful. It's, it's a it's a it's a kind of iridescent white so when the light hits it and reflects at certain angles it creates a kind of Purple, pink, Think glow. Galaxy Note
2: 10, the but, crazy colored, but, but not like, gaudy.
0: Yeah, like less reflective. But or less like, ugly. Yeah, like the, the Galaxy one almost just looks yellow to me a lot of the time.
2: Less ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a sweet Chromebook. Let's just yes. say that. Um, and so we, we got really excited because we had a reader actually reach out and say, um, hey guys, don't know if you saw this or not, but I found a listing for the well, before that, a landing page showed up. Yeah, um, we found the landing page. Yeah, and that, I was we talked just, about that, I think, last week on the podcast. Did we? Yeah, I think so.
2: No, that story came Oh, we might have yeah, that, that might have I think I typed that we, up like we, right we after talked the podcast about it and then you wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, so the the landing page showed up first and it was like, "Hey, Google kind of slipped and told yeah. everybody how much this thing is going to cost." Yeah. But they didn't give details. So it said 799 was the starting price. And so it's like, does that mean it's going to be Seven ninety nine for the model we looked right. at, which is the Project Athena Core i five eight no yeah eight gig no was it sixteen gigs of RAM oh, for theirs uh, I don't six, remember there was a sixteen but there was an
1: eight also um, so,
2: so yeah we <clears throat> wasn't we weren't sure but the landing page is there you know no availability specifically but you know we got some pricing info and it was the next day um, and I, my guess is our article went out all the readers were like cool let's look for a- at Amazon for it and they started looking for it. Um, and someone found it. Uh, the listing went up on Amazon, and there are two models, and the 799 models, a Core i3, 8 gig, Yeah. 128, 128, I think, yeah. Sure, yeah. I think. I think that's what it was, um, because, yeah, the big model has to have no it only has to have 256 but it has 512
1: yeah yeah theirs has 512
2: it's the the big listing so the thousand dollar listing 999 was core i5 16 gig 512 npme internal and then all the outside stuff's all the same usi stylus backlit keyboard glass trackpad quad speakers you know 1080p bright screen fingerprint scanner you know monster chromebook and at first I was like, eh, that's, you know, that's expensive. But I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. The Pixelbook with a seventh gen Intel processor, a uh, huge bezel screen, no fingerprint, no, well, it has stylus support, but you have to buy the, you know, Google stylus. Uh, it has the base, that's the base model Pixel Book we're talking that's 999 So it's Core i5, 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. So Asus is going, Cool. How about a 10th gen <laughs> processor? Yeah. How about we double up your RAM? How about we quadruple your internal storage? And you get eight years of updates. <laughs> yeah, we, we extend the updates to eight years. We add a fingerprint scanner. We oh, put a it USI supports USI. Support. Yeah, yeah, So you can buy whatever stylus you want. It uh, has a great keyboard trackpad combo just like that one. It's just as thin as a Pixelbook. and. Is there any other thing that it does better? Ah, I'm I sure. Mean, uh, who knows? It beats the Pixelbook. Does it have Sorry. like 30 I mean, speakers in it or something? Yeah, quad speakers. Um, yeah, quad so, speakers. So, so yeah. some pretty impressive speaker specs as well. Maybe the Pixelbook has a slightly better screen. Uh, DPI is a little higher, but, I, you know, honestly, 1080p on a 13 to 14 inch screen. Most people looking at plenty. it won't notice. Is, is, yeah, has been fine. Um, and so, when I thought about it that way, I was like, oh, 999 it's a pretty, price. It's pretty amazing, yeah. actually. Uh, but truthfully, truth be told, the 799 one, I know it's not a, a Project Athena. It's going to be dope. No, it won't no. be. Because Project Storage. Athena requires has to be 250 256, oh, requires 8 gigs of RAM, requires right. an i5 or higher. Um, so I
0: mean, so it's, technically
2: it's not, but, but it's still the Core, a beast i3, Chromebook. Core i3 is going to be a monster. Yeah. Um, we uh, actually did the um, Octane score on the Acer we were talking about earlier. It has a Core i3 10th gen in it. And I think it was getting close to 40,000, 30, 38,000 38 changed yeah, 38 yeah. and that was logged in. So if we logged out and cleaned it up, it probably would hit 40,000 40, on octane. I mean, it, it's going to fly eight gigs of Rams, plenty 128 gigs of NVMe storage is awesome. And then you get all the same external stuff. Yeah, that was stuff. cool too. They didn't later. cheap
1: out on the base model. No, it, they it, didn't as, take as, stuff DTIE, out of it. NVMe storage. Yeah, they could have put
2: eMMC in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do any of that stuff. And it's two hundred dollars plus. Somebody less.
1: pointed out, and maybe that's somewhere that Samsung chose to cut corners. Honestly, I've used both, and I've never noticed a difference. The Samsung has DDR three RAM. The Asus and the Lenovo have DDR4. Oh, really? Now, if that's a big deal to you, there you go. I honestly there's, there's have never no noticed the, the difference. No, I haven't so, either. Yeah. And on Chrome OS, yeah. you're probably not. Samsung uh, probably with, just had a warehouse of DDR3 yes. laying around, so they, they do make their that
2: own. product. So, right. You know. Yeah, and so what's interesting is, with all that stuff that we saw you know the listing showed up and pre-order was there it even had a date on it so um, february 24th, 24th you know so i mean it was all just kind of laid out there for for everyone to see and um we kind of got excited because we didn't expect to even see this chromebook until march sometime. so seeing that uh, you know the amazon listing wasn't saying pre-order hope to be available by whatever Here's the date it will start shipping. And so we kind of like, man, we got it. Now we have a price. We have a, a couple models. We have a release date. We know when it's going to start shipping. And then within, I don't know, a day, two days.
0: Two days. It was to, yeah, yeah, it, it was day gone.
2: You know, we, we wake up and I get an email like the listing's gone. So start yeah. searching around. <laughs> People starting this up on Twitter. Yeah, just <laughs> completely vanished. And so we reached out to Asus. Um, I have not updated the article. I should have. Um, uh, but Dang it, it, it Robbie. wasn't, well, it wasn't like an official statement. They were just kind of filling us in. And so my inclination is that it's just going to come back pretty soon. Um, and we did write up an article saying that it was gone cause we wanted to at least let people know like that. They want people to think we made like, it make it up. <laughs> it, it, it literally has been taken down. Asus responded and said, basically the listing was activated, um, even though they didn't want it to be activated, they didn't want it to be live. It was activated because Amazon had enough searches to activate the page and make it live. I, I, I'm i not an Amazon seller. I don't know how any of that stuff works. I don't know if there's a setting on Amazon as you sell stuff that says, hey, if enough people are searching for your product, go ahead and put the page up. That should I, probably be off by default. Well, especially for stuff that, you know, any news organization Pre-release, is going to write about. Oh, yeah. Like if it's something that's under the radar, no big deal, but... You showed this thing at CES. You know, you've made it public. You know, people are writing about it. It's on Google's website. Like, people are going to be searching Amazon for this thing. I don't know how you avoid that, but that seems like a pretty big stumble. Um, so they pulled it because it, they weren't ready for it to be live. But I don't think that means. Uh nobody has said that anybody that pre ordered hasn't said hey, they haven't canceled their order. I got an email and the, the order's been cancelled. So
1: all of it's legit. Yeah, I mean I, based on what we've seen in Amazon and Best Buy's history, the twenty fourth is probably the day because that's probably what ASUS had in the system. So that right. unless it
2: changes, that's probably the release date. Yeah. And what's funny is like because of the way Chromebooks launch, there's a good chance like a handful of people will get it a few days beforehand. I could look show up at a Best Buy a week before. <laughs> Who knows i'm just hoping asus gets us a review unit and in, in good in a good turnaround time so that we can uh, have our review ready for whenever like we haven't gotten any embargo information mm-hmm. um we, we don't know exactly when other than that amazon listing like they haven't shared with us um not that we could share it with you if they did but i can i can tell you they have not <laughs> yeah, shared exactly. anything with us uh under embargo about its release date or when review units go out or anything so i'm I'm hopeful because I know Samsung is going to handle the Galaxy Chromebook launch properly. Like it'll it'll be handled the way Google handles like Pixelbook launches. You can just tell. Um, so I know they're going to handle theirs well. I really hope ASUS handles theirs equally as well. Like get these things in people's hands, get people reviewing them. Um, I'm, I'm less confident with ASUS right now because in general we've not had good luck getting them in time. We've had to buy asus chromebooks in order to review and stuff like that and so um and, and additionally like samsung had what 20 24 yeah. <laughs> galaxy chromebooks yeah. on two different tables in two different locations at the show asus had two yeah um one in each color and that was it
0: and one of which had been used by one of the guys that was giving right. us the demo right he said so, he'd been using it on the flight over it's yeah like, oh. and so
2: it, it makes me less like confident that they're ready to really like launch this thing yeah appropriately it feels like it's just going to show up at amazon again and there's going to be a date and you just go buy it um, it's kind of a shame really i mean this yeah, device it, this dev- one deserves, deserves it. some fanfare um, just like the c34 i thought deserved it and it never really got it yeah. it would just kind of well, we is. think it's coming and oh what people are saying it's shipping and some people got it here and the other these are waiting and like you know if you're going to take the time to put a device out on the floor at CES, you're going to take the time to send out press releases. You're going to take the time to partner with Google specifically, like Google sent out a, a pre CES press release for us under embargo about this device, the galaxy and the Lenovo. And it's like, if, if all that stuff's going to happen, like launch the thing properly, it doesn't have to be some big, like hoopla or anything. Just put Just a date, it, it, uh, announce yeah. the date, uh, yeah. you know,
0: it just feels like, uh, in general, I mean, it's all just a matter of resources and, and time, and uh, obviously the Chromebooks may not still be as much of a money maker for Asus as their crazy gaming stuff they do and, right. and all of these other products, and so, you know, it's just, just is what it is. You yeah, know, they... low-key. It's just kind of, they might have a team of a handful of people working on this, and... Right. It's not getting the full marketing treatment that maybe some of their other bigger and the, you the know crazy gaming thing stuff though does, is like or, they've
2: they put out this cool video for it, yeah, they've I got mean, a the beautiful landing, page, landing page, yeah, you know, so they've put some effort into those things, like all you got to do is put a date at the top of those things, right. put a date on the video, yeah, right, you know, send out coming uh, this day, yeah, I mean That's all it is, and then the, Build the hype. media then, yeah, media will Matt pick up and it. run the rest. Yeah, then, we'll do, we'll do the legwork for you. Yeah, just exactly. put it out there.
0: When you have a date, man, that 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 creates a certain amount of hype. And and I wish I wish Chromebook manufacturers would figure this out, man. Yeah, and like
2: then, and then don't ship the thing until that it's, date.
0: It's old school marketing, man. Right. Like just just uh, just tell people a date because then there's anticipation, and anticipation leads to excitement. You know. Yeah,
2: and and it, I remember when we went and got our hands on the four thirty three, that random Chromebook. Um, you know, we had an inside source tell us, "Hey, if you go to a Best Buy and you ask for it this way, you can get it." You know, yeah. and if you go to a
0: Best Buy, go yeah. to the back corner, yeah. pull out. This this package and a door will open. <laughs> Jump three times, you. spin in three circles, touch <laughs> and your toes. It leads you down a long hallway. Take the third door on the left. It felt kind of
2: ridiculous <laughs> like that, but it worked. We got the device, yeah. but in the conversations, they were checking. They're like, well, Asus didn't put a street date on this, so we can sell it to you. And At the end of huh. the day, if Best Buy has that in place, like a company just says, yes, street date, February 24th, Cool. Ship it to them, put it out. Like those employees know when to put stuff out on the floor. Again, it doesn't have to come out with like pomp and circumstance, just set a date. Get it in the hands of the people that need to have it to review it and then get it in in the handful of stores that you're going to you know probably only going to sell it in the States in Best Buy. Right. Like, yeah. Is there any other brick and mortar store like that stocks Chromebooks B- like that? B&H maybe. Yeah. B&H Adirama, If you're up in the Northeast. But yeah, get get them in those people's, you know, at least have a uh, one that they can put out and five on hand or whatever. <laughs> right. It's, it's not a huge thing but get those distribution things in place. You're, you're already put, giving them your other Chromebooks anyway. Like just take the time to put that stuff in place yeah. so that February 24th is the day I know I can walk in and buy it on February. Yeah. Like it does, it creates, it creates a certain amount of hype mm-hmm. versus, you know, at some point in late February, it's going to show and up it's and just gonna maybe, randomly start
0: shipping. Yeah.
2: Like yeah,
1: it's the worst when, when we go to the, some of these launch events and they're like, Oh, it'll be coming in, you know, this part of Q2 or it'll be coming in July or whatever. And then, September rolls around, and you're still like, These and they things aren't it. yeah. Like, it's like, just like,
0: oh, here it is, yeah. That's horrible, you know. Because it's kind of it, like the, I kind of feel that way about the Pixel Buds right now. I mean. <laughs> they were just like. Hey, they're coming in, in the spring, spring. and yeah. then we just now got the Bluetooth certification. It's like okay, cool. So are they launching like soon? Yeah, because like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, February, well, spring. spring? They're
2: going to be at, a, at I/O, and I'm like, that's pushing that's summer. May. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, not, that's
0: it's mid May, way
2: before that. And um, they've
0: already announced them. They got on stage right. and talked about them. Right, I/O, they announced a right. new phone, new phone. It, they hadn't spoken about it before. And, and that's so the that's thing. I mean, I don't think they're going to go to I/O and be like, oh, here it is again. Yeah, the
1: Pixel Buds were already a work product and Google doesn't generally pass things through certification till right before like their phones and stuff they don't do until the day of
0: like right, they do right.
1: them on and October know, 4th know, but
0: like, if they've t- passed them through it's sh- like manu- they should be soon like manufacturing is hard you know i mean we've yes. we've we've had a, a couple partners and vendors we've worked with that we've gotten to know a little bit and and produ- production and manufacturing is tough it's just hard yeah and so like work. i i know that that you may not know there might be a couple hurdles in front of you that 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 you may not know but just get everything ready like don't announce it until you're ready like yeah because now you've told us about it and we're waiting for it and then it maybe just doesn't show up until yeah it's like oh it's september what, what, what's happening is this thing gonna yeah. come so it's weird but um anywho that's the uh, that's the update on the, the 436 yeah, the, the journey of the it 436 was here i and guarantee then it you was not
2: I <laughs> guarantee you um first week of february something like that we'll probably we'll see. see the the page will come back and they'll be ready yeah. to start taking those pre-orders oh, yeah. Yeah. i don't at, at this point i'm just kind of like and so maybe they do have a, a little aye, bit aye. of a roadmap on launch and this disrupted that a little bit and you know, they do They do want to say, hey, here's our window for pre-orders, and we're going to launch at this date, and we're going to try to coordinate things a little bit. Because uh, if not, they could have just left it up and been like, oh, well, yeah. you know, what's, what's going to hurt to have yeah. some more pre-orders here?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Super easy. <laughs> Barely an inconvenience for us. For us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Chrome apps, because uh, this was something going around the Internet this week also that... Uh I feel like people are a little confused about uh, and I I I was even a little bit confused until you and I were just talking about it before we went on air here Robbie it's like so what what exactly is going on here and people are like saying all kinds of different things about They're this They're dead get over it <laughs> But it's like not that no, big of a deal. It's not. That's that's right? the problem. Is uh, that? Am, am I missing something? No. Google,
1: Google has had a roadmap for a while—two years, three years. So, to... Hold on. What what
0: what what are Chrome
1: apps? Okay, there are two types of Chrome apps. There are package and hosted. So if you go to the Chrome Web Store, apart from extensions and I think themes, they have themes in there too. Mm-hmm. They have apps and they are one of two things if they are a hosted app they're pretty much a symbolic link to the website of whatever web app you're using if they are a packaged app it is how's that how's that breakdown it is a
2: so NaCl was what they used yeah, for it um just salt yeah but I can't remember what it all stands for so it, it was a type of packaging they did this is prior to PWAs kind of coming into their own this is prior, like, this stuff happened, like, packaged apps um, were actually prior to even, I think, website notifications being a normal thing.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: I mean, they've been around for a while, oh, so or early on in the days of, of Chrome OS, they figured out a way, like, they had NACL, and like, I I don't remember, honestly. I'm sure there are plenty of people that are like, no, that's not right. This is what it is. Whatever. Great i can tell you in general terms it is uh basically an application written with web languages that would run in chrome but it could run completely natively Uh, so the na part of the nacl was native it says
1: native chrome language language, i guess i I don't don't know.
2: know i don't remember what it stands for you can look it up um but p nacls were packaged so it was installable uh basically and so um Almost like if you think of system apps that are run on Chromebooks right now, so you're like File Manager, those are used to kind of be that way. Like they're even messing around with some of these system apps becoming PWAs now instead of bothering with like installed parts of the OS. Anyway, they did that, and it, you may or may not remember with Windows 8, you could install Chrome, um, and then you could tell Chrome to run. I don't remember what they even called it. It was like a full-screen mode. but It would kind of like hijack Windows. And it would run, and it kind of looked like this really basic version of Chrome OS. It had a toolbar, a little bar at the bottom where all your Chrome apps would be, and it had a little dock over here on the right. Very simplified. You couldn't set a wallpaper or anything. But in general, you could put Chrome on a Windows 8 machine, run it in whatever that mode was i think it it like windows 8 mode because remember windows 8 was weird with a the way you do full screen tablet apps and like it, it was super weird but you could run it full screen it would take over everything else and all your chrome apps um the th- same things that you have on your chromebook or same things that you run on your mac you know google keep you know gmail stuff like that would all be docked just like they would with your chromebook and Windows and all. Like you could, you had little floating windows in there. It was basically like a Trojan horse Chrome OS in Windows. It was really strange. Um, and I used it all the time because I'm like, well, this is a way better way than just, you know, Windows has always pretty much allowed you in some way, shape, or form to install your Chrome apps. You know, it's still running them in Chrome, but it would allow them to be placed just like regular applications in Windows. And they still do that. Uh, Mac does that now too. Um, you can have a little icon for gmail or an icon for google play music or whatever as long as it's something running via the chrome browser you can kind of place it and treat it like an app a little bit Um, and so they had all these different functions of doing that kind of stuff well part of that was they they were running chrome packaged apps too they're like hey if you want to build your app to run in chrome you know chrome's on all kinds of stuff now you can run it in this and i think that was the direction they were going prior to pwa's really right. gaining steam and all that kind of stuff and it's like well if the internet's not going to come along you know we'll, we'll create a way that people can build web-based applications and run them on chrome um, and so they did that for a little while. Nobody really did it. Uh, there was a handful of them. Nobody really used them. Yeah, I um, think when they when they started deprecating on um,
1: on Windows, Mac and Windows. Mac, they said less than one percent of yeah. users were installing Chrome apps. Uh, right. And I'm sure over the last couple of years, with the you know emergence of PWAs and things of that nature, and Android apps and all that, I'm sure the number has decreased. I don't use Gravit. Maybe might be the only Chrome app I
2: use. But I mean, you. Is it actually a Chrome app though? I don't know. I'm not even it's sure. It's in the what, web store. I'm yeah, I'm not sure. sure how it's packaged. It could just be a PWA. But you can and take it's not like they don't. It's not like they signal
1: themselves. Yeah, I like, mean, oh, I'm a you Chrome can take any app. any website and turn it into a win- windowed. I'm doing air quotes here. Windowed app on Chrome OS. Right. Anything you, you can do that with anything. Right. I can. I can take. Chrome our local boxed. newspaper's website and turn it into a windowed Chrome app. So uh, Google saw this direction the web was moving, and Google is also very much in favor of cross-platform and open source and that an open web and that things just work everywhere. So they saw the writing on the wall, and they said, all right, here's the roadmap for these going away on Chrome OS because there's just not a need for them anymore.
2: Right, and so they'd already deprecated these. What? A year and ago, the end more? of 2018.
1: Yeah, so yeah. it's been
2: over a year since they've been deprecated on everything else. Yes, they're gone. Yeah, so they support
1: for Mac, uh, Windows is going away like later this year. So there's still support if you have them installed, but you can't go to the web store and install stuff on Windows or Mac. It's
2: they, it doesn't show up. Right. So now they're just saying, hey, if you want to, we're we're going to extend this still through 2022, mid yeah, so 2022. two and a half years. Yeah, you got plenty of time. But here are the alternatives, and they. they laid out quite a few options and all of them are uh more web open web friendly Mm -hmm. i mean and to me this isn't like bad news bears this is all good news like this is a good thing this is google acting in uh support of the open internet because ultimately package chrome apps were not open web No, they wouldn't run outside of chrome they only they had to have chrome stuff to work and so this is them saying, you know what? PWAs have come into their own. They can do everything we wanted to do with Chrome packaged apps, and you can run them on Safari, or you can them. run them on Mozilla Firefox or Brave Browser. Or what it doesn't—it doesn't matter. You yeah, because
1: okay. Rob, Robbie and I learned the other day that they are already living harmoniously in the Google Play Store. You can run PWAs on your phone. Yeah, there's a handful of they them. They open in the Chrome, Play but Store. they look like an Android app. It's pretty neat. But yeah. it tells you. It says this is running in Chrome, but there's no. There's no buttons. There's no, it's not. It doesn't mm. look. It's just looks like it would on a Chromebook when you do the whole windowed app. Yep. So. so
2: a perfect example. If you want to try this, grab your Android phone, install uh, Google, Google Maps. Maps Go. Go. It's a. It, it literally is the mobile version, like what you would get on if you went to maps.google.com in Chrome on your phone. That version. is just packaged up as an Android app, but it's a PWA. It's clear that yeah. it's an. It's it's a Chrome. It's yeah. a PWA running via Chrome. Twitter, Twitter Lite
1: is a... Yeah, same uh, thing.
2: Nah. Um, so, I mean, so they're saying, hey, you can build it that way and you can distribute in the Play Store if you want to, or you can just build it as a regular PWA. And my my hope is once they finally get all this done, like, they need to make, if they keep the Chrome Web Store, if it stays around, like, it yeah. needs to be a hub for all this
0: stuff. Or what, like, why, why would you not just put it... Why would... Play, what, uh yeah. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying but like wh- why would you not just throw it all in the Play Store? Because I don't
1: like having the Play Store enabled on my Chromebook. <laughs> and a lot of people so, don't. And I yeah, disagree. And, and, and I do disagree people, with yeah. that. I think I think the Chrome Web Store could become a a
2: all-in-one place for
1: Chromebooks. I mean, honestly, users. if you like, don't have place the Play Store turned on, and they integrate the Play Store into the Chrome Web Store, and you select an Android app, then you're prompted to turn on right. Right. Android. Or but, Linux, you apps know, right. Linux apps, too. Linux apps, they were working on a, a, a direct repository mm-hmm. uh, line for Crostini. It kind of fell apart. Don't know if they're still doing it. But still, to be able to go to the Chrome Web Store and say, okay, I'm looking for a video editor, and it shows me every available... Debian compatible, you know, Project, live, Rush. Project Rush, Kdenlive, uh, Lightworks, all the Linux, you know, the Linux ones to show up right there and one-click well, install. I think we wrote an article about this a couple years ago. Right, And what we talked <laughs> about
2: uh, just last week uh, with um, uh, Steam coming to yeah. th- them working, it's th- that's the exact same idea. So if a developer of a Linux app says, you know what, we want to make sure that we've got everything lined up so that it installs and runs well on modern Chromebooks, cool good job. Now, if the Chrome Web Store is put together in such a way where Linux apps is one of my options, or it just, I'm searching for games and Steam pops up and there's an icon at the top that tells me whether it's a Linux or an Android app or whatever. When I click it, I click install. I haven't turned on Linux yet. Well, guess what? The prompt comes up. I turn on Linux. Cool. Linux is installing and then it goes on and installs my app. Done. Same thing with Play Store. The the entire play store is on the web, by the way. I don't know if most people forget about At this. Like
1: play.google.com. It. Is that what it is?
2: the <laughs> entire play store is on the web. Like every app listing isn't just on an app on your phone. Right. It is on the open well. You web can install well. stuff on your phone from, from your there. Chromebook. You it's really cool. From the internet. Click it and yeah. your phone will start installing stuff. Like and that's been around forever. And so there are direct links to Play Store apps. So again, the, the Chrome Web Store doesn't necessarily need to be a hub for every person that's installing an app. It needs to be a hub for Chromebook users. Here's where you go to get your apps. You go there and you search for whatever you want to search for. And it compiles and, and sorts and, and files all those away so that you look at them and you go, oh, cool. There's a Linux option here for this. And, oh, I didn't see for video editing. There's three Linux video editors. but there's one that's an android and then oh look we video is a completely you know web, web app so yeah. I, hmm, which one would i like and I, there's a clear icon that lists what it's doing you click install and the chromebook figures out which thing to do and, and installs it like that will be a powerful solution right. and a choose. huge and benefit for don't. developers who are going to
1: get visibility right. for products that I, they
2: aren't getting right now i'm and i'm so hopeful that like this is one of those things where you're like. There's no way they're not thinking about this. There's no way they're not going to do this. Let's but, just build it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Tight.
0: Tight. Yeah, yeah. Super easy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Barely <laughs> an inconvenience. <laughs> that would
2: be super easy. Barely yeah. an inconvenience.
0: Yeah. I mean, gosh, surely, surely they're thinking about this. I, I hope mean, so.
2: And, and it's 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 got to be on the road. It would be different if Chromebooks felt like an afterthought still. They don't. No. Um, We got an ad in
1: the mail today from Dell Enterprise (laughs) with a Chromebook on the front of it. And that's all I'm going to say.
2: Check my Twitter for the rest of that story. Go back to the the Galaxy Chromebook, like that whole argument of like Chromebooks are moving into a different phase. Yeah, And I just can't imagine Google sitting back and going, huh, app delivery is perfect. Like (laughs) it's just not, it's, it's a little confusing for most consumers. It's great that we're getting all these streams and it's, you know, increasingly better to use Linux apps. But it's increasingly
0: to, better. But you have to make it dead simple. Yeah. Like, here's yep. where you go. to Progressive get it. web apps are great,
1: but yep. how do people get them? How do we, people yeah, find that's them? Yeah, the thing. They We've know. talked like, about this a million times. P- general consumers want to click search, type what they're looking for, and it be presented with their options. Yep. They don't care where it's coming from. They don't care how it's delivered. They just want to know yeah. where to find it and how to get it. Yep. And, and they already dope, have like, a web store. Yeah. Like
2: It's already there. Just... You know, even if even if it was you know, create something that can pull from the play store the the info, the pictures, all Yeah. Just pull it in, drop it in, and it's already there. When they click it, again they get the prompt. Maybe it takes for right now it just takes them to the Play Store to install it. Sure. Fine. You know, the Linux one I get will be a slower crawl, but again, if you give everyone a place to go and Linux People who write apps for Linux go, huh? oh, yeah, so I can get my app in front of how many million people by just putting it in this thing? Oh, yeah, sure. You don't think they're going to jump on the opportunity to do that? And same thing with PWAs. You put all this time and effort into developing a progressive web app, and somebody says, hey, here's this, this store. Fill out this form and put all your info in there, and you know your app will be in here, searchable and sortable and filterable. You don't you don't think they're going to do that because mm-hmm. right now they're out on the in the wild wild west of the open web. I love the open web, but it, Right. Let's and be that, honest, and those, it's those are the cacophony. only people
1: who are really feeling any effect of this. I got a couple of emails from developers and that's their issue is that Google is saying Hey, you know, take your PWAs and you can put them in the in the web store. Or you can make your app a PWA or whatever, and that's great. But Google doesn't have any clear cut road path, and path for that. You know, there there are some steps you have to go through to take a PWA and turn it into a Play Store PWA and then get it submitted to the Play Store and you have to buy a developer's license and you have to have Android Studio. And theres it's not hard to find on the web, but Google should be leading this charge. Right. Are you a developer? Do you have a web app? Do you have a Chrome app? Do you have something in the Chrome store? Do you have this? It's going away do this yeah right
0: i guess that was my next question is like what's the solution for those people that's the solution Uh, that's it because like we've talked we've talked about what we want it to be but like what it is right right now like what and for consumers what do consumers do to get these things right now
2: well my guess is like if if there's a packaged app in the web store and they replace it with a pwa i don't as long as it's the file that gets downloaded when they click the thing it's now pwa instead i don't really think there's anything from the consumer level. It's not going to be any different. So if Gravit, for instance, again, I don't know that it's a packaged Chrome app or not, but either way, Gravit works just fine on the web too. There might be a couple of things that don't quite line up with the way it might hit files or something like that. So clean that stuff up. Progressive web apps have all the access they need. Clean all that stuff up, package that in place of when I click Chrome to download it and install it. Right, you Kami know, Com- PDF PWA. is a good one. They have a web, they have a, web, a Chrome Web Store
1: app. But then, if you go to Kami's website, you get the little plus sign with the install PWA. And I did them both, and they look the same. They very well might be the same. Right. You might be getting a PWA already from the Web Store. I don't, right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So
2: it's on their end. They need to, they have to do whatever they got to do to make it a PWA. So that, that's, I don't fully understand exactly what goes into that. So that might be quite a bit of work. But once that's done that same thing can just take the place of what's in the chrome web store so i mean i don't i don't think the consumer gets affected nearly as much by this no it's it's tough on the developers yeah the handful that still have packaged chrome apps and and to them you know i I know it's rough but sometimes you gotta look up see the writing on the wall a little bit and know like hey they already deprecated on these other systems and they it's not like when they did that year a couple years ago that they were like infinite you know it's always going to be here on chromebooks like you know, they they alluded to the it's fact coming. that eventually we'll we'll scale them out. It's just yeah. now they set a date. Yeah. That's that's the only thing that changes. Instead of it just being at some point in the future, we're going to deprecate. Here's that point, and so it's like kind of the difference in saying you know one day you're going to die, or here's the day you're going right. to die. And, and that's yeah. yeah, I'm not a developer, uh, but uh, just a
0: podcast a f- just got morbid. Yeah, a <laughs> few minutes on the
1: web, and I found some articles and the steps on how to take and now I don't I don't know how to create a PWA, but if I had a P if you gave me a PWA, I guarantee you within a half a day's work I could get it packaged and submitted to the Google Play Store for publication. Right. Because that was the gripe of the developers that I talked to is that with PWAs, there's no SEO, there's no searchability. How do people find it? And they they just want a a clear cut way of what do we need to do to get our stuff in the Play Store? Because it's not
0: hard, but there's some work involved, and you got to know where to look. So, yeah. I mean, right, right. Um, so, so let's switch gears here uh, for for one last little segment here uh, that I've got, uh, and it's all about free stuff. So, if you like free stuff, tune yeah. in here. Everybody likes free stuff, right? Everybody. No. Free stuff's I great. Don't like you don't free like stuff. free stuff? You like no. paying for everything? I love paying well, for everything. Well, you're food. crazy. So, uh, <laughs> there you <laughs> go. First I don't like of,
2: deals. I want to pay full yeah. price all <laughs> the time
0: first of all but it's, it's
1: free <laughs> uh, my parents paid for pie and i will pay more What yeah, What was it that? Right. That was a commercial or something yeah i don't know <laughs> uh,
0: but but first for, first up we've got uh, a little giveaway that we're doing um we reached out to stadia to see if we were allowed to do this and they said sure go ahead um we had a uh, extra buddy pass that was floating around uh and we're giving it. We're giving it away. It so this is be yours. It could be yours. You could have it. You could be playing Stadia for free, basically. For free. Uh, the 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 Buddy Pass is essentially three months of uh, a pro subscription, which gets you um, the free games that are given out to pro users, and then it also gives you some discounts in store. It also gives you uh, 4K uh, 60. Uh, and anything else? That's it, I guess. Yeah, those yeah, are the main things. That's all. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Just free um, game, free high you,
1: quality gaming. That's, that's right.
0: And if you if you want to go buy a controller, uh, or or uh, yeah, you can buy a controller to play on your uh, plug it into your Chromebook, or you can buy the controller to uh, plug into your phone if you have a select Android device. Or probably like old school guys. You can probably quite a few of those here
1: yeah. soon. Keyboard yeah. and mouse. Yeah, yeah. Keyboard and mouse. Yeah. yeah. Old school. Keyboard and mouse. So if you win, you can join us in the game of destiny and teach us how to play. Yeah. yeah I tried to figure
0: it out a little bit last weekend and had I can't some fun play playing because Joe
2: it. keeps taking my controller. I
0: do. I do. I keep stealing <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm still, I
2: still waiting on the day, though, like where PUBG yeah. shows up yeah. on Stadia. Really know, that's a whole nother podcast, bro. Yeah. <laughs> So or if you're, I'd be happy with Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty yeah, would be awesome too. too.
0: Yeah. So if you're interested, um, go on the website and just search Buddy Pass. Um, I don't think we have like a giveaway tab or anything. We've talked about doing no. some more giveaways. so Maybe yeah. that'll be something we'll do ongoing. But for right now, just go on there and search yeah, Buddy yeah. Pass. Uh, this is going to end at the end of the month. So, uh, eleven fifty nine fifty nine. And on by that time, January they'll probably 31st. have announced
2: whatever the games going to be for February. Try. Exactly. So probably if, yeah, well, if it follows suit, probably have another from. two. So you'll have right. like eight eight free games at your disposal yeah mm-hmm.
0: exactly so if you're interested in that go check it out um we're we're happy to to give away uh that buddy pass stadia needs more players because yes, multiplayer is not any fun without other people not playing so mm. right. <laughs> uh yeah i it's it's all f- it i think stadia base is obviously going to fix a lot of that uh but for right now uh the multiplayer is it can be sparse. It's lacking some days. So uh, if you're interested in that giveaway, go check it out on the website, chromobox.com and search Buddy Pass. Uh, one other kind of free thing that's going to be coming Stadia-related is for anyone who's interested in the Verizon FiOS. What do they call it? Giga, whatever is it? So if
1: you get a gigabit plan, which okay, is just so, their fiber uh, okay. optic high, high speed, yeah. whatever. So is
0: is all a FiOS gig? Nope. Oh, okay, no, they do offer that's what I, was they offer about, I l-
1: lowered plans, but they have a couple. They have these mix and match deals, so you can mix and match your gigabit oh, okay. internet with cable packages and all that right. stuff. Yeah. But a- anyway, long story short, starting June, 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 January. January 29th, mm. if you are a new subscriber to FiOS from Verizon and you choose a mix-and-match plan with gigabit internet, you get a free Premiere Edition. Premiere Edition? Premiere? Premiere Edition Stadia bundle
0: from Google. Which is going to include a Chromecast Ultra, Mm -hmm. a... Uh, the, what the you do call it? Controller. One of three. No, oh, you, you can choose. Oh, you I, get th- to I think you
1: can choose. You, you 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 will get a promo code for the Google Store, and when you buy the premier the Premier you can, Edition, you choose one of the three. Oh, now you don't. So you you can't, can't get the Founders. No, can't get the Navy. Yeah, one. so it's the white, uh, and whatever the other two colors mm. are. I think white, black, kiwi. And, uh, it's like wasabi. Or wasabi yeah, is one of them. Yeah.
0: Anywho, Anywho anyway. you know, you yeah. can see it. You can go in there and get that, and then that's going to come with the Pro uh, subscription. Yeah, so Pro three months. Same Three day.
1: months, and that does stack because Verizon actually does a, a year of Disney Plus when you sign up, and it's stacks So you get that, $100 gift card, and the Stadia bundle.
2: Dang, that's, that's a lot of deal. free stuff.
1: The only limitations are they are only in, like, two cities. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're they're in the Northeast, they so yeah. they're in like Jersey, Philadelphia, New York, those places. Yeah, if, if you're not if you're not up there on the East Northeastern seaboard, you're you're we, not. We don't
0: it. have it in Kentucky. They tweeted us. They yeah, they back hit, us hit me up like, yeah, on yeah, Twitter we, we and said
1: to. we'd love to be. in We need to be in your area. Yeah. I'm like, but you're yeah, not. That's, so. that's on you, bro. Yeah,
0: I have no control over that. Yeah. So we we have an article out on the website. Uh, I suppose you could just go search FiOS or. Uh, I don't know what you could search. Oh, to just find search it. Verizon. And be the yeah, search Verizon. There we go. That's mm. probably easier. Um, yeah, just go search Verizon on the website, and you can probably find that. Um, lots of free stuff. Stadia free mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, base. Man, I, I would hope they would announce official date for base. February uh, is what ra- they keep saying. So
2: hopefully yeah. the the little newsletter they put out where they say here's the new yeah. games coming. Hopefully all that will get bundled in. They'll say also Stadia base is coming this day because right. it's time. You know, it's. I think they've ironed out most of their kinks. Uh, they got the. They got things ready. It's going to be a lot of load on their servers for sure. Yeah, uh, I think because a lot of people are going to show up. I mean, the thing I, that's interesting is that Stadia base comes with no games. It's not like people right. are going to be like, "Cool, I can play for free." Technically, no, you can't. You still got to go to purchase a game. Uh, so but there's
0: going to be no free games. No, really? Stadia
2: base is basically they're giving you the console free. You got to buy your games, right. uh, which is still awesome. I mean, think about all the people. Think about this for a second. All the people that would gladly pay 40 to $60 for a game to get to play it, but can't shell out $400 for the console. Like well, They I mean, just don't have 400 bucks to give for yeah. a console. They might be able to scratch get enough money together to get a game, but they just can't go get a console you're playing and, the
0: you're paying for the game regardless if you go buy an xbox you're still gonna go still pay still have sixty dollars for have that game. go buy the game right so now you're just not having to buy the console you can just go buy the right buy and the that's game. the that's
2: part of the benefit to being a pro subscriber. And you can use third-party controllers
0: yeah for a lot of stuff um, um and so
2: yeah the the deep discounts on games and some of the free games you get as a pro subscriber if you are a regular gamer To me, it makes it worth Do you think they'll do
0: some sort of promo eventually, like for pro stuff? Because right now, it's just like, hey, go buy the Premiere Edition. But in the future, do you think they do like 30 days free or something for pro? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure once base comes out, they're going to start doing some some promos. Lots of different stuff uh, with promotion. It was crazy, man. I uh, I spent um, a a little bit of time last weekend with a friend uh, who has actually played through all of Destiny 2 on his PlayStation. Uh, Sat down with him and uh, played on Stadia. It was his first time playing on Stadia. That's cool. What were his uh, thoughts? And I was like, all right, so we, we kind of went through in- intro setup and all that because uh, I had actually uninstalled it. So we went through the whole setup and he did the training, you know, whatever you got to go through to get to the, uh, whatever it is, uh, the the tower. Well, yeah. Or you got to get to the tower. And we got there and we went and did our kind of first little mission, you know, uh, to get some quest, And... I was like all right man so what are, what are your thoughts and he was just like it i, I don't really have thoughts it just it's working like it,
2: right feels it, like it, I'm playing in you know, yeah, a Yeah it just works or like or what
0: i mean yeah there's no yeah he was like it just it just feels fine. It's great.
2: Yeah, honestly no thoughts, he no no reaction is, is impressive. It's the best reaction and in he, this scenario. And
0: he said, I mean obviously we were, we were playing on my TV with 4K60 assuming Destiny yeah, does its weird Technically I think thing it's 1440 scaled up, up or 1080 scaled whatever. up whatever. It looks incredible. Right. Uh and he that was his comment was it looked amazing better than you know what he had played on his console right um and then he said like the lag was almost like it felt snappier yeah you know like the controls felt almost a little better hmm. um but he was like yeah i can't really like i don't know that might just be the the way the the, the controller feels you know because right. the this joysticks on the Stadia controller obviously different than the joysticks on, you know. So the the traction, you know, and it could just be that little slight thing. But again, the fact that he had no like. Well, yeah, I don't know. this is yeah uh, this feels a little weird. The main thing that he kept struggling with was pressing the wrong button right. to like get in and out of stuff. so like we were we would check the the directory to like you go in the directory to see where right. you can do and what things uh, what options you have and he kept pressing the wrong button and it was just like exiting out. Or I can't remember right. he was pressing B because on Xbox that was his exit out or whatever and he kept clicking into stuff i don't remember that was his main concern but he was like you know obviously as we sat there and played for a little bit longer it was just a rainy day and we were just kind of chilling at my house and as he obviously got used to getting to the controller he started adjusting and doing that but i mean he's been playing playstation for years now and he's a he's a pretty big gamer so uh that was really fascinating to me that was the first time i had sat down with someone who actually is a pretty hardcore gamer. gamer Yeah, you know none I mean, of us he's, can claim that he's playing Apex quite a bit, and uh, oh, that would be a great game to come to Stadia. He would, and we, me and him, sat and talked about that. we were like, man, Apex on here would be so much fun. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so all yeah, these, I all it's, these
2: battle royale games. Oh, dude, and my guess any, is
0: any battle battle royale will just be so legit
2: because I'm hoping they're taking their time to make to go, okay, cool, we can get it over onto Stadia, but let's make Let's it leverage a little different. bit of this stuff or at least create the, the tunnel so that we can in the future. So, Hey, PUBG is here. Cool. Stadia exclusive. You can, you can play 250 this. people yeah. on Aaron or whatever. That
0: was one thing too. I was like, is there anything different? And he was like, no, he was like, I think this is all like pretty much destiny too. Like there's nothing that he really yeah. noticed. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it. You could, you could just have so much fun. The one thing was, uh, so these these kind of quests that you can go do, there were some of them that were timed in Destiny. Mm-hmm. For anybody that actually plays Destiny, they're probably listening to me uh, describe this and yeah. they're like, "Dude, you're an idiot." Um, <laughs> I I never played this style of video game ever, and so it, it was a bit of a learning experience for me. And there's a couple that are timed, so you can basically go in, you find this this quest or whatever mission that you want to do i was getting confused like which one was missions and quests and whatever uh but they were timed and so we were kind of waiting around this one little area well then all these other people started showing up and they were all people online playing stadia right because there's no crossplay, right and bungie has said there's not going to be crossplay. in well i think they maybe said they might later. they're not sure whatever so all these other people started showing up and i didn't I don't know. We, I guess, we could have plugged in a mic, but there's no way to plug in a microphone and still have the main feed come through the TV. No, it would be dope if you could just plug that into the controller and say, "I only want my voice for this, and I want sound coming through here, but I also want sound coming through the TV." Yeah, because he and I were sitting there playing, and as soon as we plugged mm-hmm. in a, as soon as we plugged in a, a head, a, you know, a, a, a earbuds, I couldn't hear what was going on, and like couldn't. It was, so, so it was like weird. You use
2: the mic on the controller. Without plugging in headphones?
0: No, no, you cannot. So well, if I thought you- it had a,
2: it has a mic on it.
0: Oh, I get, well, whenever you launch, whenever you first launch Destiny, doesn't it give you that little thing that's like mic? It's like the little mic turned off thing. I don't hmm. know. I need to look into it. Yeah, because the,
2: the controller does have a mic for Google Assistant, but
0: uh, yeah, so it just would have been cool to chat with people, you know, yeah, that were sure. all playing Stadia. Maybe it's a feedback issue. Destiny on Stadia, so that was cool. But yeah, I mean, there was one little mission we did with like 20 people or so, so that was fun. Uh, but yeah, Destiny's, uh, Destiny's been fun to learn, uh, but uh stadia i think is uh it's kind of an insider's group right now and so if you're interested in that buddy pass and you're a gamer you can kind of get a little inside scoop on uh, what's going on i think it's gonna i really truly think it's gonna blow up i think that stadia is for um casual gamers um but i mean even somebody like my buddy uh, who plays pretty seriously i mean i could see him just playing on Playing on Stadia, if he wanted to, if the yeah, if the titles are there, yeah, uh, the, he doesn't right. have to worry about. That was the other thing. Oh, that was the thing that was really fun. I was like, oh man, I don't have Destiny installed. And I was like, okay, hold on. And I was on my phone, clicked claim. <laughs> it showed up on the TV because we had it launched right, on the TV, right. and he clicked it, and we were playing. Right. In his he it like blew his mind. Yeah. You know, like downloading us, again, Destiny for we, him.
2: We don't play games like the th- the patching and downloading and installing. He was like, dude,
0: this would have taken me like. You know, a, a while, while.
2: And, that, and like we have a switch at home, for instance, and it'll go weeks sometimes between us playing it because I, I don't play it like I play games on my phone and that's as far as it goes. Um, and kids play a lot of stuff. They play Roblox and stuff like that. But every once in a while, I go pick the switch and, and play something. Well, my daughter picked it up, and wanted to play some Fortnite. And so she picked it up, uh, loaded it up and, oh, you know, Fortnite needs to update. You know, the switch had an update. And so she sets it down. It was forty minutes that went by, and we have fast internet at the house. It wasn't. It wasn't that. It's just because you got to think those when things you, take a lot of time. You,
0: when you claim that game, you're not downloading it on your local no, network. It's already there. It's there in it's, the cloud. It's, you're it's just
2: updated it, updated yeah. whenever that update came out. Right. and it Did it in the background, and oh, and they dude. can batch their updates on. They have so many servers. They can say, okay, server group A, you know, are going to take the updates Roll and the patches. Updates, yeah. Let everybody play on these servers. When these are done, we'll move them over and you know they have all that stuff laid out so that those aren't issues that stadia players will really
0: have to deal with it's magical dude so much fun so much fun um so yeah so if you're interested in our buddy pass go check that out online or if you're somebody who has maybe been looking into verizon uh you might hold off for a couple days and check out this deal that they're going to start on uh when did gabe say that was january 29th is that when that starts yes yeah, go check it out on the site. You can search Verizon um, and probably find that. But folks, that's it for this week. We uh, we got our energy together for for a podcast here. We we, we did. We and the clouds
2: were. have rolled back in, and it's getting all the rainy sun.
0: Again, so. yeah, the sun almost came out there for a second. Yeah, it was kind of a little bit got bright here in the office. We have some big windows here. Um, but folks, uh, as always, thanks so much for listening. I'll give you uh, one more little quick reminder that if you have any questions, uh, hit us up on Twitter um, and and use the hashtag TheChromecast. If you're listening to this and you have questions for us, do that so that way we can filter it out and find those. If you just ask questions on Twitter, uh, we get a lot of those and so it's sometimes hard for us to pick out the ones that we need to answer. So, So by using that hashtag, hashtag TheChromecast, we will prioritize a response for you and we'll answer it on air. Uh, well not on air we're not live here Uh, but (laughs) we'll we'll answer it on the podcast you you can hear us answer your questions so if you have any questions please hit us up on twitter use the hashtag hashtag the chromecast Uh, but that's it for this week we will catch you all uh, next time see you